Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting the show tonight. Uh, this is sort of unusual in the current course of things because uh, uh, John Ron and Sue are out of town. I'm actually doing it live like our primitive Stone Age ancestors with the assistance of the erstwhile stalwart Stefan Ward Wheaton. The prodigal son. Yes, the, uh, one of the creators of the show. Thanks for stepping in at the last minute. It's nice to be back. <laughs> um, and uh, I know we're all anxious to hear what Stefan has to say, but that's too bad because we're not going to hear a darn word from him. Get back in your box. <laughs> so um, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, please uh, introduce our. <laughs> yes, because our... we, we are lucky to have a couple of guests tonight. Our first one who's going to uh, be joining us in a moment uh, is just uh, uh, I, I, sorry. I haven't done this. I haven't done this live in a little while. I just want to say, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Uh, an email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. And with us tonight is David Murphy. Uh, Mr. Murphy is a candidate for one of the at-large seats on the Northampton City Council. Uh, he's the current chair of the Board of Assessors, starting a three-year term. And uh, you were actually on the City Council for. 14 years from 2006 to 2020. Yeah, 2006 to 2020. So uh, why'd you, why did you decide to come back after <laughs> well, well, after getting out while the getting was good? Well, Bill Dwight did it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he did it, you know. I, I'm, I'm going to grow my beard, and I'm, I'm going to stand in for Bill Dwight, you know. I say this with great respect and love for Bill Dwight, but like, Oh wait! So Bill Dwight did it, and that seems makes you think it's a good idea. <laughs> well, work for him. He got reelected. You know, maybe I'm hoping for some of that good juju. Maybe I'll get back. You know. Well, I yeah, I yeah. could could be could be uh, yeah. He, I I don't know. I, I'm wondering if maybe his like secret connection to the not so secret because he did a show on 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 the station. Oh, the, oh right, yeah, but that. That didn't work out for him. Well, he decided. Hopefully, that, Stefan lasts longer there than Bill Dwight did. Well, you know? I, it didn't work out for Bill. <laughs> I, I think he decided that it, it was a conflict of interest. To ethical, yeah, whatever it was. I don't. Nonsense. I don't recall. That was a long, long time ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, well, so, uh, so you uh, want to follow in Bill Dwight's footsteps and uh, <laughs> and and come back for round two, right? And uh, the bonus round. <laughs> well, uh, before we talk about round two, then I just uh, you you've got a bit of a track record. So, what do you look back on from fourteen years on the city council and go like, eh, this was uh, this was good stuff we did, or, or what do you look back on? And you're like, okay, well, I'm coming back to fix blah 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 because you know, like, man, we really screwed up. I don't know, getting new trash cans or something. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when I look at the current council, I bring a skill set mm -hmm. that really isn't anybody's specialty on the current council. And that is? And that is municipal finance. There are two things that I, I'm really good at. Mm -hmm. Municipal finance. Um, when I was on the council for eight years, I chaired finance. In fact, um, the mayor used to do it. And, and it yep. wasn't until the charter change that the council president actually ran the council meetings. The mayor used to run the council meetings in chair finance. And uh, when we had the target change, when I was on the council, the council president started running the council meetings. That would have been Bill yeah. Dwight. And uh, I started chairing finance. So I was the first counselor to chair it. I chaired it for eight years. Mm. Um, that with the knowledge I bring from being an assessor, because we are where 65% of the money in the city comes from between pro property taxes and uh, personal property and real property, mm. that's 65% of the income of the city. Yeah. Um, so I really know municipal finance very, very well. 
And I think that's a skill that the council could use. Well, that does sound like an important and useful mm-hmm. qualification. Yeah. The the other thing mm-hmm. uh, that's my claim to fame is zoning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and actually, the council, um, their number one thing is the budget and to keep an eye on the mayor and what the mayor spends. Yeah. The other thing where we have a lot of authority where we can mess with sort of the DNA of the city is zoning. Yeah. And I've been in the real estate business for 43, 44 years. You mm-hmm. know, I, I've chaired the Central Business Architectural Committee. I was the first chair of that for a very long time. I know zoning pretty well. And those are two really technical things that the council does. Yeah. It, they have a lot of power in both of those areas. They're very technical and it takes a while to get the hang of them. And I understand them. And I just feel like that skill set could be useful to the council. Sure. Hence my attempt to come back. I uh, makes perfect sense to me. Okay. Absolutely. So are, are you a voter? Not in Northampton, oh, I'm afraid. Darn. Yeah. How about I don't. No, I'm, I'm how, about little, our, how about our Stefano engineer over here? Yeah, yeah. I'm a voter in Holyoke. Yeah. Actually. Oh, he's in Holyoke. So, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I used to own a business in Northampton and live there, but uh, you know, hmm. I got I got priced out of the market, unfortunately. Well, I'm I'm in the real estate business. I'm all about that. In fact, I was on Channel 22 this week talking about the real estate market. So. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Uh, it's it's not good. It is. Well, difficult. especially with let's it, say it's difficult. Yeah, especially with interest rates going up. Uh-huh. So, um, well, so what are the some of the changes you'd like to bring in? I mean, obviously you bring in an expertise, but do you actually have? Are you just like I'm going to show them how to do it right? No, and make sure the I's are dotted no, and the T's are no, crossed. No, no, or? no, because no, the council you got to remember there's nine of us. Sure, yeah, and the only authority we have is when we act together. So, uh, you know, it, but you could th- still have an agenda thing you want well, the council I, no, to you do. You know what I have agenda <laughs> is to run a financially responsible city. If I have any agenda item, that's what it is. What I hope to yeah. do, uh, because there'll be new people this time, because if I get reelected, I'm number two in seniority. Marianne mm-hmm. Labarge from Ward 6 would be have more seniority than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, if the council doesn't act together, mm-hmm. you know, Nothing happens. You know, right. There's a legislative body right now where they don't act together and nothing's happening. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, you know, (laughs) a lot of a lot of what you attempt to do, you know, is is to get the other counselors up to speed. We're going to have three new people that have never been there before. Right. There's three brand new people coming in. Right. All right. You got to get them up to speed because they have to confidently make decisions and they're starting from, you know, if they've never done this before. So a lot of it is education, you know, institutional memory is hugely important. If you can't, if you can't get everybody on the same page and acting together, the council really doesn't function that well. So a lot of it is education. A lot of it is saying, you know, being in on the discussion to be able to say, think about this, think about that, you know, because a lot of people do come with agendas, but a lot of times those agendas don't really work out with the reality of municipal finance. I mean, it's very controlled by state laws and regulations. The Department of Revenue really does, you know, keep their hand on the throat of municipal government. Everything, you know, the setting of our tax rate has to be approved by DOR. Yeah. You know, our budget, everything has to go through them. And a lot of people that come in with agendas and are new and say, I'm going to change the way we do this. Well, guess what? It ain't going to happen. Because there are already laws in place. Yeah, absolutely. Because the Commonwealth won't let us do that. And having somebody around to point that out during the discussion is helpful. You know, it's like you got to give up on that one because the state's not going to let you do it. But think about this option or this option or this option. You know, it's it's the committee work and helping everybody get up to speed with what can be done that I think is the most important role I can play. I 
Sure. That makes perfect sense. sense to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Let's hope it makes sense to the voters. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys are not from here. I, I, I'm not going to get two converts tonight. I'm uh-huh. afraid not. <laughs> no. But, uh, I used to be a Northampton voter. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he did. You know, no, you didn't. You just had a business here. I lived in Northampton for twelve years, but uh, yeah, I, well, yeah, I've lived here my believe it or not my whole life. Good for you. My man. whole life. Hey. I'm I'm like I can't tell how long my family's been here. I forever and ever and ever. That's why I want to put my time. It's a great city. It was a great place to grow up. It you know when I left for college, it was a great place to grow up. When I came back, it got cool while I was away. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's a cool place to live. You know, but but it's worth my efforts. I really feel that way. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I, I don't disagree. It's it's, it's worth my time to keep the train on the tracks. God, I just realized I moved to the valley almost precisely just a little over 30 years ago. A little over 30 years ago. Huh? Yeah, ah, well, um, so uh, since you're particularly uh, expert uh, in municipal finance and uh uh, want to be focusing on that coming back to the Northampton City Council? How what what's your overall assessment of the state of the city's finances? How do you um, think we're doing? It's getting expensive. You know, it's getting expensive. We just had you know we just had to react to Coke. Yeah, um, cutting down water consumption, so we had to up the water bill. And if you read the mayor's budget message, because I'm a budget wonk and I read things like that, she basically has told us next year we're going to have a proposition two and a half override. Hmm. Um, because it's been expensive. It's an expensive to run the city. Yeah. We gave a lot of reserves to the school department, over $2 million to get their budget back around. Yeah. Um, we had, we had built reserves, uh, but most of them are gone now. So we're going to need an, you know, her message says we're going to have an override and that it, this is getting to be an expensive place to live. Yeah. You know, property taxes, when you, you know, think of housing affordability, the affordability of a house is principal, interest, and taxes. Yep. The taxes is part of that. And if, if the taxes go up, and we're going to become less affordable. So everybody says, oh, we want to make it more affordable. You're not doing that if you're jacking up the property taxes. You're just not doing that. You know, it doesn't work. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. Certainly, you're, you're pricing a lot of people out of and, being able to live And, and of all, yeah. all I can do is say in a meeting, listen, you do this, and here's how much property taxes. And this is the burden. And I deal in my business. It's hardest on the new people trying to save enough money to get in in a market where the interest rates are going up. And believe it or not, prices are still going up because there's nothing on the market. So people have to compete to get the few things that are there. Yeah. So they raise the rates to try and stop inflation, but real estate values are still going up because there's nothing to buy. So people have to fight to get what's there. Yeah. I've, right. And then the mm-hmm. seniors get whacked. I mean, there are people in the college and neighborhood that bought their house in 1980, you know, for $200,000 and now it's eight fifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're on a, they're, fixed they retired, income. they're yeah. on a fixed income and it's killing them. Yeah. You know, they're going to decide, do I, do, am I going to pay my taxes? And if I do, i got to eat fancy feast. I mean, that's not a choice you want to make. No. No. So the fringes are the ones that get hurt by this. Um, so I'd like to be around as well to talk about the reality of what an override would mean. And in the next session, the only counselor on the council next time around guaranteed that's ever been around for an override is Councilor Barge. Mm. Nobody else has been around for one. And this would be a general override. This is one of those overrides that is a permanent increase of the levy. Mm. You know, if we add two, three million dollars, that starts going by two and a half every year after that. This is that little override that never goes away. Yeah. So 
I'd like somebody to be on the council that can can explain that to them when they're making a decision. So uh, part of the part of uh, the consequence of that would be all right. Well, if you don't want to do this this override, mm-hmm. and I, th- you made out of cogent reasons for for not doing that, um, so then either the city has to trim its sales somehow. Mm-hmm. Or it has to find alternative revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, as the expert on city revenue, do you? Do you it's see- really hard because yeah, sixty five percent is our taxes on real estate and personal property. Yeah, the rest of it is like parking. Yeah, and hotel motel. Yeah, and meals yeah. and parking tickets. Yeah, and then there's the whole enterprise side of thing, which is water, sewer, sure. storm water. Sure, you know, and there's something that. You know, people still haven't figured that one out. I was around when that happened. And it happened because we we had a mandate that we had to do something that we didn't have an income stream for. Yeah. You know, deal with stormwater because the stormwater, I think EPA said the stormwater that we put into the river had to be of a higher quality or something like that. So we had to yeah, we had to spend it. money. Yeah. So we raise right now in the vicinity of two million dollars a year, and that just pays loans on all the stuff we had to do to try and fix it. So we have we conformed with new regulations. Yeah. You know, so. And useful and important regulations. Oh, useful and water quality obviously saves lives. Benson. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and municipal government, you know, when proposition two and a half, I know that well, because the assessors learned that big time in assessor school, Uh you know, when that was set up, cities did education, streets, water, sewer, police, fire. Uh You know, when proposition two was conceived, those are the sort of things we do, we do. Um, and the override was for you want to build a school or yeah. you want to build a police station or you want to do this or that. Right. You'd override to do those things. But the more you add, and, and this was 1980, yeah. okay, so the basic city functions two and a half worked with. But the more things you add above and beyond that, you know, the more volatile it is because two and a half when it was conceived in 1980 really didn't take all this stuff into consideration. Mm-hmm. You know, cities did this and this would theoretically keep them going once in a while. They'd have to override, but not all the time. But the more things the city takes responsibility for, the more things it adds on. Well, we're going to add this and we're going to add that. Two and a half really chokes you then. It does. So yeah. so logically, then you, you would suggest the city perhaps step back from some responsibilities. Or, or, you know, or figure out how those things they wanted to do were going to fund themselves. Mm. So any, uh, any particular thoughts or suggestions along those lines? Uh, like, like we should scale back on blah, or we can try and find a, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, there's, I mean, really the only, uh, the mayor in the last time around, she added community care department. And that at this Mm -hmm. point, that's all paid for with single source, you know, one-time money. Right. You know, but that's going to have to go on there. And she's looking to build out the, uh, the church she bought. And she bought that kind of with one-time money, Mm. but that's going to have to go somewhere. Um, and you know, at some point in time, you have to say, what are municipal responsibilities and what are state responsibilities? Because we have Mm -hmm. constraints on our income, but the Commonwealth doesn't, they had a budget surplus. Well, you know, the you know state at, what, at what point in time do, do, do we go to uh, to uh, Lindsay and Joe and say, you know, yo, you know, we need these services. But this isn't a city's job. 
Yeah. This is a state's job. Why don't you, you know, rustle up some cash for these things? Because some of these services aren't for Northampton alone. They're regional services. Sure. You know, so everybody needs them. And uh, why should the property taxpayers of this city have to cover something that's a regional problem? The state and, and the counties went away, right? The yeah, yeah. They got rid of them, so they're not around anymore. Well, except they didn't entirely because we still have county jails and things. But well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. in name only. Except in Eastern yeah. Mass where the politics is a little more vicious and they uh, couldn't get rid of it. But yeah. here, that you know, regional level of government is gone, which leaves it to the state. But, sure. you know, th- these, are, these are services, you know, that are not just affecting Northampton. They affect East Hampton. They affect Amherst and everybody else around here. I mean, those, they should be getting paid for by a level of government that doesn't have the income constraints of Proposition 2 and a half. Right. Well, right. Yeah, sure. Raising money through uh, uh, income taxes and so forth. Well, they have. And also can. Plenty of sources of income. I just paid an excise tax bill. They sure. got, well, you know, although a lot of that comes back to this. Well, it, a lot of it doesn't. They give us Chapter 90 money to, you know. Well, and the, the state can talk to the federal government as well for various initiatives there in a way that the city of Northampton can. So, yeah. 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 Right, yeah. That, that makes sense. So, so, uh, you so in other words, uh, you, you think the city council should pursue trying to to push for more the state to do more of the additional stuff that f- affects the larger area, not just the what city the city itself. council needs to do is understand the financial reality of a city in Proposition Two and a Half. Mm-hmm. When they decide that things need to happen in Northampton that aren't within the regular scope of a city, that we do not have. The, the, the income stream to support, then they need to know they need to talk to Lindsay. They need to talk to Joe yeah. because this is might not be something cities and towns normally do. It's not something that we can afford to do giving our income constraints. So if they want to see it happen and it's something that has regional impact, then they got to call those guys and say, Hey, yeah. you know, you, you know, the need, show us the money. Hmm. Well, that, that doesn't work sense. for you. It works for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I I would be curious to know if there's any particular thing you you, you well you mentioned the church and so forth. Yeah, I mean, I that, never understood why they bought a church, honestly. Well, because it was there. <laughs> so, you know, it was they we were looking for something within the core of the, you know, walk to town. You know, it, it fit the bill. It was locational, location, location, location. Uh, okay. It was in the right location. All right, it was it was yeah. it was a big building. I, I, it's I, a I, really big building because I was like, what we. You know why is this? Why is the well, town buying a I, church? Well, right it's now, yeah. it. It hadn't been a church for forever. Think of it a big building. Yeah, it's okay. a big it's a big building in a good location. You know the problem is, I don't think the city knows what it's going to cost them to build it out. I bet that in fact that they really don't know what it's going to cost them to build this thing out. You know, hmm. it is really expensive. I do in my life done a lot of building of things. Yeah, really expensive. And I don't think they really know if you would ask them. I think they don't really know. Well, yeah. But it's a lot of money. Well, because it's an old building. Sure. But they uh, they got it for a song, didn't they? No, they got it. They paid three point in the end, three point one million dollars for it. Oh, a lot of money. Mm. And a a real lot of money. Mm. And now they got to spend a lot more money to fix it up. And. They don't know how much, I don't believe. Well, uh, I'd love them to tell me how much, but I don't think they can because I don't think they know. Well, 
So is there a, I mean, obviously you're speaking off the cuff here because you don't actually know the specific I don't. Numbers. I don't know either, but, but I'm, just I'm wondering, pretty is, sure they don't know either. <laughs> well, but is there is there a sort of a point at which you'd be like, you know, this is a white elephant, let it go kind of thing, try and flip it to somebody Well, there, else there'd be in a point where I would feel that way, but, you know, in, right, the, but in, I mean, in municipal you know, finance, this is a, our city is a mayor strong form of government. Right. The mayor gives us a budget. Okay. All we can do is cut it on the council. We can't add things. So the mayor is going to have to come to the council and say, hey, uh, here's how much money I want to spend to build this out, or here's this much money I want to spend on this or that or something else. The council can't add. The council can only cut. And and the other thing is if the council does do nothing, the budget becomes the budget anyway. Oh, really? Really, yeah. So if we do nothing, if we just go, hey, we're going to the beach, you know, thanks for sending it to us, but we don't deal with it, becomes the budget anyway. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. realize. I, so the the the, the uh, city council only has a limited power of the purse. I'd always thought well, we I, have the, we have the power to rein it in. As when sure. Councilor Jarrett made the motion to cut the police budget by ten percent, yeah. we can do that. Yeah, but we can't add anything. Does uh, is there That's a line item veto on the uh, council? Does well, no. That- our line item veto is to say we want to cut that. You know, reduce it. I and mean, we could cut the whole thing. I imagine one. Okay, you know, but most time it's like, well, you know, take something. We we can say let's take the money from column A, but we can't make her put them put it in column B. Okay, yeah, you know, we can we can cut. So it's it is it is the power to cut things, and the mayors have to come and humor the council. Um, but in the end, if we don't do anything, it sort of becomes a budget anyway. Right. So th- those who are silent are said to consent, kind of thing. Absolutely, the silent majority. Great. As it were. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, we got a, a, a few minutes left. I'm just wondering. So um, uh, one of the the things that the city has been doing has been, that, you know, they've we they redid like the two traffic circles like uh, on uh, by the Coolidge Bridge and the mm-hmm. other one down by the. Do, do you like those? I actually do, but I don't. I do too. I get. I, I honestly. I like I, them. I kind of was in the impression that I might be in the minority, but no, I, I I like them. I I think they're certainly by the Coolidge Bridge. I think the traffic is now much easier. Oh, it's to much deal better. With. And and yeah. my office is on Con Street, so the one on oh, Con sure. Street mm-hmm. it helps a whole bunch. Cons, that was it. Con C O N Z. Yeah, no, I know. I where the, like, where there used yeah. to be a newspaper, remember there? Yeah. yeah. My um, ex-wife used to work there. She was just visiting, and we were like, "Oh my god, the whole building's." Your gone. ex-wife was just visiting. Yeah, we're yeah. on good terms, but she she was up from Mexico visiting family and whatnot, and she never thing. left for a while. Yeah, okay. uh, no, she went back. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a flying visit, you know, to see yeah. old friends out here. Anyway, but um, uh, yeah, okay. So, like, are there other sort of big plans uh, or, or you know changes to the the traffic floor or whatever? You know that the you know in part the the city's zoning powers would uh... well they, the zoning really doesn't do streets zoning does land not, not streets no 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 and oh, okay. streets and that that's public well, works and and I, again the, under I know the administrative this... code that's a mayor you know we don't get to we don't oh, get oh, to okay. say because I knew also obviously like this the states involved in road money and even some federal dollars coming oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. whatever and if it's yeah. if it's a state road. Yeah. You know, like Pleasant Street's really Route 5 and yeah, Main yeah. Street's really Route 9. Yeah. So you got to deal with DOT. And King Street is really and, Route 10 and so forth. Yeah. King Street, yeah, well, that's Route 5 and 10 at that point. Yeah. It's it, it, it's 5 and 10. So um, you have to deal with the state there. Yeah. You know, so if it's if it's a city street, 
there's a little more control over it. But if it's one of the majors, you know, you need DOT to play along with you. And there's another entire bureaucracy that's uh, something else. Is that no problems to work with? No, no, they're wonderful people. You know, just send them them an email and it'll happen. You know, no sweat. (laughs) (laughs) Even a text, you know. Yeah. We got breaking news here, or uh, no, no, sorry. Yeah. I just uh, 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 Stefan is reminding me to watch the clock because it's oh, been a while since I've had to do that. Well, no, and it, it, we're having a very good time, and the t- a half hour isn't a lot of time. You know, no, time is no, flying. It is. Um, so, uh, and I like your next mix- mystery guest. So I don't want to cut in on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I'm just wondering. So. Uh, Coca-Cola has, uh, have they entirely pulled out? No, no, they're still there. They were going to be gone by now, but then they extended it. So now they're staying, you know, they add another quarter and then they add another quarter. Hmm. Um, and they've, they've reduced their water use some, Mm -hmm. they're not gone yet, but then to remember it's a state of the art bottling facility and someone is likely to want it. Yeah. So I I, I was going to say, so, and, and they'd like, if they don't want it, they want to sell it. You know, because it's a valuable thing. So I can't imagine it's going to go away entirely. And its taxes are not, its water use is going to go away, but its property taxes aren't going to go away. It, you know, pays that too. Sure. Well, so I was wondering uh, uh, what role the city council can have in making that, you know, in, in, in bringing in a new use for that. Um, well, because I mean, again, zoning and well, property well, taxes, you know. Yeah. Well, one of the things that the council can do. Uh, is something called a TIF. Ever heard of a TIF? Uh, not in this context. Uh, never. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a, what a TIF is is um, if 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 somebody comes in and wants to add to the building for their use, a TIF um, basically allows us to phase in the property taxes on whatever they're going to add to it. You know, so it's it's a way for the the council has to approve that. So they go to the mayor, and the mayor goes, "Yeah, I'd like you to." buy the Coke plant and add another floor and do this and this and this. And you're going to yeah. spend $15 million doing that. And they would come, she would say, Hey, council, would you give them a TIF? Yeah. Um, and a TIF basically says, okay, it's $15 million, but we're going to phase in the taxes it's, on it's that a $15 tax million. Dollars. It's a little tax them. break to yeah, encourage yeah. them to do it. Yeah. So the city council could do that. Yeah. But other than that, not not a heck of a lot because it's already uh, built and already zoned, I would presume. So, yeah. so really, that basically is the mayor's office and the folks that do economic development there trying to, you know, convince these people that why be anywhere but Northampton with your new bottling facility and come here and we'll sell you water and life will be good. And our water, One hopes. hopefully <laughs> our water rates go back down again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and you pay property taxes and you add to the building and you pay more property taxes and we all live happily ever after drinking lots of things whatever bottled. it is they're making there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> fine bottled coke oh yeah. stefan has given me the hook yeah. well actually that that's just you know stefan has long wanted to throttle me so yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do we get gifts for coming and being on your show do we get for being a guest do we get like rolexes or something or uh i think well, that violates fec <laughs> rules doesn't it? It, it it might uh, uh well we can check in the bob menendez closet we might have an extra gold bar <laughs> oh. oh yeah well it's been fun being with you guys thank you very I much i mean stefan didn't say much but yeah well angry. you know you don't want me to it's you know, okay keep him, yeah. keep him under keep him on a chain i'm yeah. the voice 
he's the face. It's yeah, all yeah, yeah. it's all good. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say he's the brains. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you don't that's want me talking. Why I, that's why I'm a, that's why I'm only a guest here. <laughs> that that's neither of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sue and John aren't on the show tonight, and oh, that's okay. That's they that's, would have put me through the ringer, but exactly. I'm getting off easy. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm off easy with you two. But uh, so David Murphy, you are running to be uh, at large in the Northampton City and, Council, and that's really the only race in town. It's really the only contested thing. Yeah. All the ward people are either running unopposed to get reelected or running for the seat without an opponent. So we're the only show in town. And that is, the election is uh, November 7th, I believe. Yes. How about that? November yeah. Tuesday, November 7th. So At uh, a polling place near you. Yes. Assuming yeah. you live in Northampton. So, you know, consider giving him your vote. And uh, yeah, we're going to play some PSAs, promos and station IDs. And then we'll be back with uh, more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. So please don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Would you like to get lawn mowing, dog walking, or French lessons without opening your wallet? Believe it or not, you can, and much, much more. Valley Time Trade members earn time dollars by helping other members. One time dollar is one hour of service. All services are valued the same, and no cash is involved. Give services you want, get services you need. To learn more or join, go to valleytimetrade.org or call 413-585-0373. Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, DJ Vinyl Scratch, on the warm heart of Africa. From Cape Town to the Congo, Marrakesh to Mogadishu, and to the New World and beyond, we explore the best in pop music from Africa and the Afro diaspora all across the globe. Once again, that's 7 to 9 p.m. every Wednesday, only on Valley Free Radio. Forbes Library Outreach Delivery Service caters to residents of any age who are homebound due to short or long-term disability in Northampton, Florence, and Leeds. A volunteer will deliver your specific requests or select materials for you based on your interests. We offer books, magazines, CDs, DVDs, and puzzles. Call 413-587-1019 or sign up at ForbesLibrary.org outreach. Tune in to Straight to the Music, giving you a dose of serious R&B on Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. with your host, Miasha Lee, on WXOJLP Northampton. And we are back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. Uh... Being the self-absorbed host of our fine show, doing it live because uh, the two smarter people uh, are away and I'm able to sort of run loose. Woo! Uh, Stefan Ward-Wheaton, our erstwhile co-creator of the show, is back. Yes. Back back from the back from the desert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Forty days out there, man. Have any uh, revelations? I saw a bush that I thought was on fire, but that might have been those uh, that water I drank was a little funky. Could be, man. You know. It, it's called Burning Man, not Burning Bush. Man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it might explain some of what I saw out there. Could be. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, so Stefan's running the board and we have our second guest uh, for the show tonight. Uh, Marissa Elkins, who is also running to be uh, on the Northampton City Council, except you're already on it. You're already one of our at-large counselors. That's correct. Uh, so you're running for re-election. Um, and uh, this is your you're finishing your first term. You're also you've been on the planning board, right? Yeah, prior to my first, I actually was on the planning board when I was elected and mm -hmm. left that position to go sure. join the council. Sure, permitting boards, yeah, permitting bodies can't be. We, uh, Mr. Murphy was just on, was mentioning how, like, yeah, oh, that's a whole thing. So, yeah. <laughs> and you also work as a criminal defense attorney. I am a criminal defense attorney, I have a firm in Northampton, and uh, good for you. That's important work. Yeah, thanks. I uh, we do. Um, I started my career as a public defender, and mm. it is still um, a uh, significant percentage of our the, of our entire firm's work is doing um, uh, public defense, representing folks who can't afford attorneys for themselves. Good. Yeah, I follow a bunch of uh, public defenders on Twitter. Um, <laughs> thought that it's hard to do anything on Twitter anymore, but like I, uh, I was, anyways, for a while. Just. Just one of those things. It's like, wow, these people are saying interesting things. So, yeah, there's a bunch of folks out of New York City that I follow. And I was like, oh. But anyway, we're, we're here to talk about Northampton. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, um, uh, so actually, so one thing I, uh, it occurs to me, and th this this is potentially putting you in hot water. So I recognize that this you, this may be a question you have to duck. But uh, since you work as a, as a criminal defense attorney, uh, We've been fortunate enough to have uh, Police Chief Jody Casper on the show a couple of times, and mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I've been impressed. I, Jody's been a, a good guest and has had interesting and thoughtful things to say. I remember she came on and sort of laid out the whole thing when they were talking about uh, should we put a couple of you know cameras pointing down at the main intersection in town, and people were like, "Well, there's privacy concerns." She's like, "Well, here's the good stuff and the bad stuff, and if we do that, somebody's going to watch it." And you know, and uh, you know, the 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 city ultimately decided now we're not going to do that. And I think that makes sense. But um, I thought she really did a good job of laying out the issues and actually having an awareness, uh, you know, a, a concern for civil liberties and public safety and balancing those different concerns. Um, so you've obviously had a somewhat different interaction than most people would with the police. <laughs> having been a defense True, attorney. yeah. Things so, come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things come up. So uh, do you want to dish any dirt? No. Uh <laughs> <laughs> not here. Not right, here. Right. No. <laughs> so, right. No, wait. No, that's not the question. Uh, uh, are you now or have you ever been a member? No, wait, that's different. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sue always wants us to ask that question. You know, she's Republican. Um, <laughs> just kidding, Sue. But, um, but seriously, uh, like, so, uh, you know, the Northampton City Council uh, cut the budget for for this uh, police department and, by 10 percent. And there was the whole idea of, like, have a Department of Public Safety. And uh, I understand Chief Casper is actually possibly uh, going to be moving on to take another job elsewhere. So just what's your what's your take on how the Northampton, how the city of Northampton is handling public safety and the police department and are there changes you want to make or things you think, Hey, we've gotten this really right. And it's great. You know, <laughs> I don't know. You want, you want to, you want to sound an alarm or, t or blow your horn or. So otherwise. a softball to start off with. Is that kind of, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a softball with a bit of uh dynamite inside. <laughs> I know, but I just, you know, it's, it's people you're running for reelection. So this is obviously something that's come up in your term. What do you want to say about it? You know? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there is a lot there, and it and it is it was definitely on my mind when I okay thirty seconds sound bite. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're very funny. Um, so I wasn't on the council that cut the that yeah. that cut the police budget. Um, oh my god, that was more than two years ago. Yeah, I was I was not lucky enough to be on the COVID council. Yeah, COVID <laughs> um, still eats my brain. I keep wait. No, that was whatever. Anyway, so go please go ahead. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> so what I will say about that moment and. That council is that um, you know what happened with George Floyd's um, death and the um, the national moment mm-hmm. that came about of that reflected um, reflected strong sentiments and and um, and kind of woke people up to something that in my job as a criminal defense attorney you know I've been seeing through my entire career. Um, you know, I take cases in Holyoke and then Springfield and I've represented folks who, uh, you know, absolutely were the victims of, of police violence and abuse and, uh, misconduct and untruthful testimony and any number of things that you read about in mass live and Mm -hmm. seen prosecuted in federal court and the subject of the patterns and practice, uh, uh, I don't know if you know about that pra- patterns of practice uh, investigation that the DO, uh, the only police misconduct patterns and practice investigation that the Trump administration did was in Springfield at the mm. narcotics um, unit there. So, um, so that moment, I think, for a lot of us who do what I do, um, was tremendous to see. Um, you know, so many people waking up to the issue, so many white people waking yeah. up to the issue. Um, and it is certainly the case that, you know, social media really has opened my eyes in a lot of ways. Right. Um, and what I found, and so I was there, I mean, I was down, I took my daughter downtown, you know, to the, the black lives matter, uh, mm-hmm. March and we, um, and the Hampshire County bar advocate, program and, and attorneys, you know, uh, gathered on the courthouse lawn to, um, reflect on that moment when it was happening. And what I have always been struck by, um, and what I has made me so proud of Northampton is that, Mm -hmm. um, we had that moment and that in that moment, the council responded in a way that seemed not inappropriate and very human to say, we 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 need to act and and this is a way that um that we can force consideration of the issue now if they had done that and then done nothing else that would have been terrible mm. that would have been awful but that's not what we did and that's because northampton i think is a special place and what the city did and i can't take any credit for it at all i wasn't a part of it mm-hmm. is put together that the commission to look at, um, you know, uh, police reform and to really consider what it meant for this city and what it meant and, and, you know, what we should do and how we should address it. And then, and this part now, now I am in the picture. Mm -hmm. Um, we're doing those things. Mm. Um, the department of community care was, a, a you know, a significant recommendation, um, that came out of the police commission and, um, and it's on its feet. And it's on its feet, and and it and the you know I hats off to uh, Mayor Shara and uh, her administration and the work they did to figure out how they could put it in the Department of Public Health and uh, 
uh, health and human services now, um, mm. and um, to expand the definition of what that uh, uh, that department did, and to um, do what you know activists and the community was was asking to have happen, and and we've done it. And so, I'm tremendously uh, proud of this city and the work that we did because that's a hard thing. It's hard to have had the conversation. It's hard then to act on it, and um, and we did that. Mm. Um, so that's work I want to continue being a part of, um, on council and part of the reason I'm running. So. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh, so, uh, Mr. Murphy, who was on in the first half of the show, one of the things he talked about, uh, you know, I said, what are you done? He said, you know, I was on the city council for years and, you know, he talked about his, uh, uh, understanding of the intricacies of the and the technicalities of how municipal financing works and um uh i probably should have done a better job of trying to nail him down about the, about what uh it means uh because he, he said you know like there are things the city does you know they're part of the job you know like roads and schools and police mm-hmm. and fire and so forth and um uh you know the community care uh office <clears throat> you know i i understand the logic of it and i think it makes sense because i mean part one of the things that police tend to do is like hey you okay what's going on you know like people need help or whatever the mm-hmm. police have sort of become a one size fits all response to a lot of mm-hmm. issues that aren't and they don't strictly law enforcement right. yeah, yeah, and, yeah and they don't that they resist that and, and sure. they have found themselves in a position of you're asking us to do a bunch of things we're not you know, trained to do that aren't part of the traditional job, but go ahead. <laughs> right, right. Well, so, um, uh, so one of the things he was suggesting was like, well, the, the, the city should work on, uh, trying to get the state to pay for more of these things. Cause like, these are regional concerns. These are things going beyond like, just like the city. And so I'm, I'm, I'm curious, um, uh, if there are, uh, uh, ways in which the uh sorry i'm 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 formulating this question in my head and i'm trying to not be like you know trying to i'm trying not to just do the whole like well, how are you going to pay for it thing because it's like look everything worth doing costs money you know like mm-hmm. helping people costs money this is what public money is for to help the public right and how do how do you get it but um I guess what I'm wondering is like, uh, uh, do you see like uh, changes and and regional uh, funding uh, opportunities from the state? Uh, uh, you know, because uh, the the city's considering a proposition to over two and a half override. So that's we're not currently considering that. No, no, that's not on the ballot. This no, no, no. I mean, but I, I mean, like that. I don't mean like on the ballot, but I like I've. Uh, Apparently, that is a thing like the mayor has been floating for. Well, we can year. come back and talk to that about yep. that in just a minute. But please. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, um, I could have been misinformed. Well, okay. no, no, you're no, you're you're not. I just um, I'll come back to that. In just Carts a second. and horses. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, I, what I would say about that. Horse first. <laughs> is. Yeah. Is that. Um, of course the city is not paying entirely for, you know, pay, uh, added alone with the Department of Community Care or the coming Resilience Hub. 
Of course. Well, and uh, I mean, just a city also doesn't pay everything for, you know, good old fashioned law enforcement and fire. Like, or roads or. Right. Uh, I mean, money comes in from the state and there's federal grants and, you know. Right. So I've heard that. And this, the Department of Defense will sell you a tank real cheap, too, I guess. You know, if that's. Uh, no, no, no. But, you know, that's that's been one of the issues that, that the Black Lives Matter con. You know. Well, the militarization right. of the police, for right, sure. Right, exactly. That's so. not a road we've been down here but um strangely yeah that's weird uh, yeah you know? oddly the tanks the, this, are fun that man. does not considered? seem to fit with the ethos of this city yeah um i think uh i think uh former counselor murphy knows very well yeah. that the um that uh the department of community care is not uh funded at all uh solely from uh city funds um it is in fact uh been the recipient of uh, you know, it is, uh, in fact, funded in part by the state. Mm. Um, th- these kinds of- I didn't know that. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not. He didn't say like, oh, that sucks or whatever. But it just it was a thing he mentioned. And, uh, you know, it's like and we got the new Department of Community Care and we got it. And I was like, OK, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. And we're not paying for it all. In fact, we, it has right. been part of what has been great about the way Mayor Shara and the administration has set it up is to make sure that uh, we uh, that the that the city uh, is funded by the state. Um, that the initiatives that um, are happening at the state level to um, to um, establish these kinds of alternatives to um, uh, policing um, that we would qualify for the for the kind of funding um, mm-hmm. that that is coming. Um, I know from Senator Comerford who spoke mm-hmm. with community. Uh, I'm on the community resources committee. Sure. One of my accounts. Jody's assignments. been on the show once. So I have to have her back. <laughs> Joe, Joe Comerford. Comerford yeah. yeah. Um, so um, she was, you know, mentioning that the, the governor, uh, the governor didn't, didn't keep, keep money in for this, but it has been put back in by the Senate um, mm-hmm. and that it's going to continue to be a struggle and something that we have to advocate for and to say, Hey, look, we're doing this here yeah. in Northampton and, and you need to keep funding it. And here's what's going right about it. Um, so there's that the resilience hub, does feature is going to bring together and already the department of public health here northampton's department of public health already um encompasses a regional role and of course is funded you know to 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 be able to carry out that role so so uh i've been to some extent living in a cave since covid happened and Mm -hmm. you know um uh not entirely kidding about that. Um, and, you know, I've been uh, uh, don't live in Northampton anymore and whatnot. So could you just give me a moment? What is the Resilience Hub? Ah, OK. The Resilience Hub is very exciting. Um, and uh, so the Resilience Hub, the city of Northampton has purchased um, from Eric Schur, um, Mm-hmm. My former always, landlord. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I, my comic um, bookstore was uh, <laughs> one of his. Tenants. I see. Well, yeah. so he they bought the Baptist Church. Um, oh, okay. Right that Forbes, and that's where it's going to be, huh? Okay. And that's where it's going to be. And it is the Department of Community Care is going to. It's not there now, but when it's done, it was is going to move in there, and it's going to be a place where they're going to centralize resources. Um, it's going to has a couple of functions, but they're going to centralize um, resources um, for folks who are. Uh, uh, you know, the, the houseless community and folks who need other kinds of uh, mental health and uh, other kinds of uh, resources that we already have in Northampton, but this is going to pull them together as well as provide um, space mm. um, for folks to be. Um, it also will be serving as a um, 
a place in um, which this is very important in light of our climate and climate crisis, which is a place in cases of emergency that um, if we need places to be, if we need um, to be able to put um, shelter over people's head and and that kind of thing if, in the event of floods and other tornado things yeah. that keep happening. Yeah. Right. So, um, so that's very exciting and it's a, it's a core, you know, sort of part of the vision. Um, and yes, Dave is right. It's, uh, it's gonna, to some, it has a regional component, um, less so than the DCC, but as a whole, there are, Mm -hmm. it, it it brings in, there's a regional aspect to it, but Mm -hmm. it's bringing together a bunch of different sort of resources and organizations that are funded all kinds of ways. Um, so. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I asked you a second part and I can't remember what the, now that you've done the horse, I can't remember what the cart was. Oh, you asked about the prop, (laughs) prop two and the two and a half override. That is a part of uh, Northampton's sort of long-term fiscal plan, which Mm. kind of segues into one of the things I I think uh, it was suggested you might want to talk about, but um, the, um, this started under Dave Narkowitz, which is um, to, um, to do prop two and a half general overrides at regular intervals to uh, uh, allow us to keep, I'm not going to explain yeah, yeah. As, as well as, as well, with, uh, but to, um, to basically um, s- smooth out um, the, um, the sort of gap between our tax revenue and um, the increasing, you know, costs and spending um, that we have to do as a city. And so the goal you can't see me. I'm on the radio. But yeah. I'm, I'm doing a thing with my hands that you know indicates that the you know the revenue the you know the revenue there's an imbalance. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. know, and um, and uh, I was actually my really my political career started um bef- was I was on the was campaign manager of the the last prop two and a half override. Yeah. Um, which passed and, um, and, you know, for our effort, we Northampton is an incredible, is very well, uh, financially, yeah. you know, well-run city that has the highest bond ratings and, uh, all the things that we need to do to borrow money as cheaply as is possible so that we can do the things we need to do. So, um, I, I've, used to live in Northampton. I'm now living in East Hampton. So like there are some of the similar concerns, you know, we're building the school over there and everything Mm -hmm. and talking about overrides and concerns about property tax. And, um, one of the, one of the understandable sort of complaints about, uh, bumping, the the property tax overriding the two and a half percent increase is the idea of like, well, you know, you can make it. So the property taxes are sort of pricing people out of the homes that they've been living in for a while. And you know, like, as somebody who, you know, coasts by on wealth inherited from his uh, late in- in investment banker dad, I'm not so concerned about it. I'm like, yeah, sure, property tax is fine, you know. But like, apparently most people don't have that kind of luxury cushion. So um, one of the things I try to be aware of is like the ways in which, um, you know, there are people who who are sort of struggling with affordability you know, for really good ideas. And one of the things that we've been doing in East Hampton is sort of trying to have an, a rebate or an abatement for people who are like, yeah, but you know, we understand you really can't actually can't afford a, a property tax increase. And so you don't have to pay it or other people will pay more or whatever. Are there measures you're, you're considering or you're uh, following for in Northampton to do that? Cause I mean, I, you know, like house owners like me always oh, the property taxes are too high. Like we always say that 
Sometimes mm-hmm. it's even true, though. So I'm just <laughs> like, right, right. how are you? Are, are you? How are you thinking about like trying to balance those concerns? Because obviously, you know, Northampton becoming, uh, uh, you know, an, a, a very pricey and expensive, and thus more exclusive place to live is sort of getting against some of the idea of community care and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So. Well, um, there's a, a few things about that. So the um, there is a um, a, a, a property tax uh, work off um, program in Northampton mm-hmm. um, and uh, for older folks where they can, they can do work for the city and, and in, uh, in exchange for some um, property tax relief, the, but in general, our tax rate is on par if, and if not lower uh, than, than many of our city, uh, than the, you know, we, that's part of how we said it is, is to be comparable. I, but, but, but I, wait, wait, I, let me finish. I, I didn't own a house in Northampton, so I don't know what property <laughs> tax rates were in Northampton when I used to live here. I was a renter. Right. So like now I'm like, oh yeah, East Hampton's fine. But I always had the impression that East Hampton was cheaper than Northampton and I have no idea if that's Well, that kind of gets to the second part. The reason why it feels, um, why property taxes can feel high in Northampton mm-hmm. is because our, our market, our real estate market is quite strong and the value, the appraised value of of people's homes is high. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, everybody wants their house to be appraised uh, at a good value for them to be able to gain equity. But part of Northampton's problem, although this is a a nationwide and statewide issue, is that we don't have enough housing for all the people who want to live here. And that's, Uh and so that has the effect of, of, of having housing uh, prices uh, go up, rent goes up, housing, you know, buying yep. a house is more expensive. And then the value, you know, the assessed value of your house goes up. And so whatever the rate is in terms of a, you know, a percentage um, can, it kind of doesn't matter if you're, if you're sitting in a house that you thought, Oh, this was a, you know, this was my three bedroom, you know, ranch house out in out in Leeds. And now, yeah, yeah. you know, you're what you're paying taxes on is the fact that it's worth a lot more. Yeah. Well, with the house that uh, I lived in for many years with my parents, I sold it recently after they passed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, unadjusting for inflation, it uh, pretty much doubled in value, you know, like like the, the, the inflation added like an extra couple hundred thousand or whatever crazy to the sale price but yeah no doubt yeah. about it i mean generationally um our i'm making a guess about your age our parents 53. um okay so you're uh we're similar age our parents uh won mm-hmm. the housing equity lottery they sure did um our generation you know, it's it's evened out, but 08 was hard. And, you know, and I think a lot of us carry maybe a lot, you know, a good amount of student loan debt and things like that. Um, the generations younger than us have gotten creamed. Yep. Tell um, me about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, and when we talk about, you know, who can buy houses in Northampton and where they're going to live and what they're going to pay and whether or not they're going to have the same opportunities to accumulate wealth in their homes, um, there are assumptions that... Um, folks our age and and i you know arguably more so older than us um that just don't hold true you know um for they're they're dicey you know for folks my our age and then you know you go younger and folks you know they're not even well i haven't paid off my student loans you know uh so and folks are coming out of law school and coming out of college and whatever and and Mm-hmm. trying to start families and trying to live in the community where they choose to be with undischargeable debt. Yep. 
and mm-hmm. yeah, and um, so it's all part. It's all part of the the puzzle for me. Uh, housing is something I'm very interested in working on, and you know. And one of the reasons why you want to be on the city council. <laughs> I am on the city council. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and you want to stay there and have worked and have worked on those issues while right. I've been on. So. Right. So, um, yeah, we've only got like a minute left here. So, uh, uh, I, yeah, let's, let's, let's wrap it up now. So I have a chance to like get out of here before, uh, Wendy comes in. So, uh, Marissa Elkins. Yes. You are running to be reelected as an at-large member of the Northampton city council. The election is Tuesday, November 7th. Correct. And, uh, I really appreciate you coming on to civil politics and, uh, well, educating me and possibly even some of our listeners. Uh, <laughs> a lot of them are smarter than I am. Uh, so, yeah. well, I, I don't know about that, but, um, I, let me say one thing before you press the button, which is that you have two votes. Um, there are two seats, um, yep. for city council at large. Um, so I'm just asking for one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> don't yeah, vote yeah. for me twice. That's right. not allowed. And, but. and, well, yeah. And later on, we, uh, we will be having, uh, the other, person running for Garrick Perry, Garrick Perry, who's mm-hmm. uh, running for an at-large. I think he's a, he's ward four counselor. He's ward now. four. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good pal of mine. I love him. And uh, we'll be trying to f- get the last fellow on, uh, but uh, we'll I, see. I have to email him first, All <laughs> and, right. uh, you know, see if he'll actually get back to me. But anyway, uh, so thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you for joining. Civil thank you Politics. for having me. Uh, uh, you know, kapla in your, <laughs> in your, Campaign. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, it's I'm a Star Trek nerd. It's a Klingon oh, for good luck, basically. Oh, I just lost a whole bunch of votes, didn't I? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I pronounced it incorrectly. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, nice to meet you. Glad nice thank to you meet for having you. me. Thank you very much. So, um, right. So that's going to do it for Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Thanks for helping me out, Stefan, because I don't know what to push with those buttons. Um, right. So coming up next, we've got Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10, and then OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we got a repeat broadcast Monday afternoon at four. And after that, it's uh, Democracy Now! and then Reggae Down with uh, Rasta Paul. So, hey, Paul, thanks for uh, reminding me about that. Give, give them a listen. Uh, we got a podcast version. It'll be listened to starting tomorrow morning. And uh, yeah, if you've got any questions, email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.